Welcome back to Elevate Inspiration for Sunday School. We're still in our Great Prophet series, and today we're going to be looking at the Prophet of Conquest. This is lesson two, so let's get started. Was Joshua a prophet? Remember now, he is Moses' successor. Moses was a prophet. And Joshua was a sure of the Lord's presence, just as the Lord has guided Moses, he was going to guide Joshua. Furthermore, God spoke through Joshua to give him directions to Israel and that he that is one of the characteristics of a prophet. Remember Hebrew uh, one and one talks about God who in his sun dry times and in divers manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. And also Joshua may be considered a forerunner of Jesus. Why? Because the name Joshua and Jesus both mean the Lord is salvation. What is really interesting is that Jesus' name in Hebrew is Joshua, which is translated in English as Joshua. So, we're going to be focused on Joshua, the fifth chapter, verses 13 through 55. Joshua is getting ready to conquer with his army, Jericho. And the scripture gives us some caution here. Notice here, now I've underlined, it came to pass when Joshua was at Jericho. So I assume he's actually uh, looking at the situation, evaluating it because they're getting ready to um, fight this battle. At the beginning of chapter five, you notice that um, all of the men have been circumcised because they have not performed circumcision since they left Egypt. They've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Um, everyone that was 20 years or older have died. We have the young men that is coming to full age. They have not been circumcised. So at the beginning of the chapter five, we see that circumcision is, is taking place. So Joshua probably leaves the camp wander off to look at and assess the situation. And lo and behold, he lifted up his eyes and behold, a man stood opposite of him. And this man had a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us? Are you an adversary? That's interesting because that question is, he's actually stating, are you for us? Are you against us? Are you a friend? Are you a foe? And if you notice, the messenger actually gives a command. He said, no, but as a commander of the army of the Lord, notice the word Lord is all caps. This, and usually when we see the word all caps, it's translated as Yahweh or Adonai. He says, I am the commander of the army of Yahweh, and I have now come. What's interesting is that he did not answer the question, are you a friend, are you a foe? Are you gonna fight with us? Are you gonna fight against us? But he identified who he is, and he says, I have come now. And Joshua realized who he was. If you notice here, he says he faced his face to the earth. He fell on his face to the earth and he worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to me?
to his servant. So Joshua realized that not only is this individual a commander, but this is the individual that he must give honor to. Use the word worship here. And I think that this is God incarnated in the flesh. This is actually could be Christ himself. If you notice here, and it's going to reveal a little bit more that not only usually angels do not establish worship. They'll tell you to get up. I'm a person just like you. But Joshua falls down, worship, and then the commander of the army says to Joshua, take off your sanders for the place where you stand is holy. Isn't this the same words that God spoke from the burning bush to Moses? So this is reference that here we have the commander of the army of the Lord standing here and where God is, that ground is holy and we see it take place right here. That's interesting. So the question that we're going to look at is what's the single most important thing your church needs to do better in order to hear and heed the Lord's message properly? We're going to discuss that in depth on Sunday. I like this title here because we jump to the sixth chapter and we state here that there's a sovereign plan. God is sovereign. So we notice here in the first chapter, in the first verse of chapter six, that Jericho is securely shut up because of the children. There's none went out and come in. In other words, the, they have closed the gates, walled up the city. No one is coming out and in because you have this influx of people that have crossed over Jordan. Actually, if you look at numbers, it'll tell you that the head count is actually approximately 600,000 million. That's a great number there when you think of it. And then we jump to the seventh verse. Look at the Lord's strategy here. He said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and its mighty men of valor. I have given. Now I will given. I have given. And then he tells them what to do here. You shall march around the city, all your men of war. You shall go around the city once for the next six days. The seven priests shall bear seven trumpets. So there's a magic number seven. And they're going to take the Ark of Covenant in front of them. And then on the seventh day, mm, you're going to march around the city seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpet, and it shall come to pass. And when they make a long blast with the ram horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straightway before him. So let's think about this. What is the single most important thing you can do today to hold yourself accountable to Ike as the Lord desires? Now, this slide, even though I didn't go into depth earlier, here we're going to look at simple obedience. Now, the commander of Yahweh's army has actually gave him a strategy that is not really a warlike strategy. But let's see what happens. He goes back. Can you imagine he going back and actually telling the, um, uh, the priest, we're going to go to war. 
and you all gonna take trumpets and all we're gonna do is march around the city each day. And can you imagine the impact this is gonna have on the people of Jericho? Here we see this army of men with seven priests in front with the Ark of the Covenant and they walk around the city and then they walk back into the wilderness. They do this for six days. Here they come, you all, and they're walking around the city. And then on the seventh day, they walk around the city, and notice it says, they march around the city seven times. In that same manner, and on that day, only they march around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened, and I underline this, the priests blew the trumpets, and Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. This is exactly the words that the commander of Yahweh's army says. And so the people shouted, the priest blew the trumpet, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. And then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took that city. Now this is a pretty big wall, because we learned early that Rahab's house is located in the wall. So we're talking about a very thick wall here. So what walls have fallen in your life as you obey God's instruction? Then we're gonna dig a little bit deeper. Now, directions are so important. We must follow direction. When you consider the faith required to trust and obey God's direction for conquering the city of Jericho, because it says in Hebrew 11 that because of faith, the walls came down. When first hearing the plan, can you imagine the Israelites? What kind of strategy is this? Who conquers a city with such a battle plan, but receiving a promised land could only be accomplished on God's term. And we got to look at this from our life standpoint. Receiving a promised land could only be accomplished on God's Though Christians may disagree about some particulars, we know from Jesus that our first command is to love the Lord. And then loving him involves obedience. I would like to challenge you. I'd like to challenge you this week is in what area in which you intend to take personal obedience to the Lord more seriously? Personal obedience to the Lord more seriously in the week ahead. I challenge you to think about that. Hey, I thank you. You know, the thought to remember is victory follows obedience to the Lord. I like this picture here because it says walking in a circle can get you exactly where God wants you. Hey, thank you. See you in Sunday school. I have the meeting ID located at below. That's the ID number and the password.